Welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in the old tutoring center suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Grace, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts for this podcast, so let's get into it. All right, hello, Julie. Happy week five. I know. Midterm week. Wild. Let's go. How does it feel to be in your last midterms week? It's actually wild. But I did you def- not have that realization until I just said that? No, I did not actually. <laughs> it's well because I swear we just started school. I know like, it honestly feels like week two to me. Maybe does. week three. Maybe week three. Maybe I'm like still in that week three. Mindset. Anything but week five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, anything could be better than this. It's no. wild. I mean, I don't know about you. Do you have any midterms, Grace? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I definitely know if I have midterms, but like a lot of them, like I don't have midterms in the way that like a STEM major would have midterms. Like I just have a few essays and stuff. So it's Mm -hmm. all very like low key. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not cramming for any tests or anything, luckily. That's good. But what about you? Aren't you taking like, are you taking any science or math? I am taking one science course, but we don't have a midterm. Wild, right? Is it? Are you the, are you taking physics? No, I am not. I think one of us Whatsters is taking physics. Yeah. Maybe it's Michael. It's Michael. Michael would call you out right now. (laughs) But no, um, luckily my science class, we do not have a midterm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do have one of my other classes. We have three midterms. Oh, my God. Anyways. (laughs) Yes, really. Um, (laughs) So what are we going to talk about today, Grace? Um, Well, today we're going to talk about sensory play. So... I don't know. I had this idea because I was just like thinking about I saw a TikTok about um, like sensory videos for Mm -hmm. babies. Do you know those where it's like just like different colored, like different colors and patterns and Mm -hmm. music and stuff? Yeah. Um, Which I mean, those are for like babies, but I mean, they're fun to look at sometimes. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about like different sensory play and like examples and the different types of sensory play. Um, Yeah, I don't know, Julie. I mean, I feel like sensory play is very much centered around like child development mm-hmm. and like um it's like yeah centered for children yeah, yeah yeah well we were doing we came up with this idea and we were like this is such a cool idea and then yeah. we started doing research on it and we were like oh this is like really for babies but yeah but it's interesting because in our research we can see that it translates throughout our yeah, life exactly. and how you can see it um, in different facets of yeah. life so for many of y'all or some of y'all who do or who do not know what sensory play is. So Mm -hmm. sensory play helps stimulate senses that can include sight, hearing, touch, smell, and taste. Mm -hmm. So basically all of the senses that you use throughout the day. Um, And it plays a crucial role in early childhood because it helps with brain development. Um, Like what Grace was saying, many of us interpret sensory play as like 
a kid thing, a yeah. child thing. But it actually f- grows and follows us throughout life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just supports sensory integration and cognitive development. Yeah. Um, as I've said, there's this misconception that sensory play is cultivated for neurodivergent people or like mm-hmm. children. Yeah. Um, but it's not. And it's actually beneficial for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out because I feel like that's a lot of um articles and just like when I was doing research it was either like sensory play like reasons for why it's good for children or neurodivergent people Mm -hmm. and um I I feel like it's something that can be beneficial for everyone and I feel like we all kind of like it anyways and it's interesting because I feel like we're constantly doing it yeah just no I'm like constant I mean I have do you remember last year, like, we couldn't record a podcast episode without me, like, having yeah. something in my hands uh-huh. or, like, something like that? I'm yeah. looking for something right now, actually. <laughs> I don't have anything, so I'm just, like, picking at my nails. But <laughs> um, So, yeah, like, what, like kind of, like, fidget toys or co- coloring or doodling. Um, that's, like, kind of sensory play as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything that you're it, – it's just very similar to um, stimming in that way. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's all different types of sensory play. So do you want to, like – let's get into it let's start yeah defining. yeah we can just take turns and just talk yeah. about the different types of sensory play so the first is is it tactile play tactile yeah tactile tactile play yeah <laughs> um which like is like you using your hands to feel something like yeah. kinetic sand play-doh yeah when i saw this i'm like when i, I was a kid my parents sand. did not let me play with play-doh they didn't they my were mom. so afraid i would eat it <laughs> oh true yeah my mom when we me and my sister were really little my mom would make us play-doh out of like flour and it was like some sort of recipe but like we she would like make it on the stove because then it was edible and we could eat it with like food coloring and stuff that's cool but i definitely was also just eating play-doh yeah (laughs) and especially had the kitchen kit Mm -hmm. so everything (laughs) oh my god i wish we had play-doh right now i actually i forgot that's good for yeah especially for you next time we were (laughs) especially for you guys but yeah so that's that's a type yeah or what was the other one that i was talking about like um I think it's called like GAC or something where it's like cornstarch. Uh-huh, Do you remember yeah. in our meeting we were talking about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I used to play with that a lot too. It's like um, I think it's some sort of like water. I think it's just water and cornstarch or something. Mm-hmm. But the pr- physical properties of it make it like really um, stiff if you like put a lot of pressure on it. Mm. But if you're if you put your hands into it like slowly, it like melts around your hands. Oh, it's super weird. I don't know. I, if you don't know what it is, like you look have it to, up, y'all. Yeah, Watch you a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, we have to have like a party and have different sensory play things. But um yeah, so the next one would be vestibular. Is that how you say it? Vestibular, yeah. Yeah. I'm asking the pre med we don't know english but (laughs) (laughs) um so that's like activities that help with balance and coordination um examples include like hanging from something or like monkey bars like swinging and jumping like just moving your body basically um i feel like i have a story for everything oh my gosh no do tell no when i was a kid my parents never let me play (laughs) on the monkey bars because i fell on my face before and i was taken to the doctors yeah i don't think i wasn't strong enough to be on the monkey bars no it's intense that's the olympics 
truly like you're fighting for your life on the playground when you're like especially if you're like making your way across the monkey bars and there's like a line behind you people are like hurry up like that is no you are in the war zone there no literally it's the pressure it's yeah. you against the school no seriously like pressure is on so Okay, that's um, the tangent, yeah. <laughs> but um, this vestibular sensory play can also help your body's ability to sense like movement. And um, so like this is a really essential part of development as well. It's just like kind of your major motor functions as well. It helps um, develop that. But in terms of like an adult uh, sensory mm-hmm. play, it, it could be like, I don't know what we were saying, like practicing balance and coordination. Like yeah. maybe you could – I don't know. What's an example of that? Something like balancing on a um, – what is – are those like bars and like gymnastics? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, like the big platforms and mm-hmm. stuff? I don't know what they're called, but I love playing on those. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's super cool. It helps with balance. And yeah. It's part of development, like what Grace was saying. So true, Julie. Um, <laughs> another form of sensory play is auditory sensory play and – This includes activities that engage your hearing senses and help with attention and focus, which I know that many of us can relate to, like just listening to nature sounds or like wind chimes, snapping. I love wind chimes. I do too. My roommate got me a wind chime for (gasps) my birthday. That's so cute. Yep. Oh my gosh. I was so happy about it. And now it's sitting on our porch and it's It's phenomenal. I love, I love the stuff. (laughs) It's great. But, um, yeah, anything with sound related, um, and it can be seen like, like what we said, many can be seen like in infancy, like, Mm -hmm. you know, a little thing where the kids are laying underneath and there's just like, mobile. it's called like a mobile. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So that's like a starter, but yeah. Oh, like a white noise machine. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think, um, also, just like listening to nature sounds and stuff is mm-hmm. really good, and listening to music is also like just a good way to recenter yourself mm-hmm. if you're stressed out. And I think a lot of sensory play now, as young adults and like older people, sensory play can benefit them by helping them like recenter themselves. Yeah, and like it's not necessarily like in a developmental thing; it's like yeah. a way to gain balance or like. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like reviving it and just like fostering it because we develop it as Mm -hmm. like a child. But as we get older, it's kind of like improvement and just kind of solidifying that idea and just. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, And then like visual sensory, like a lot of these can overlap as well. Like Mm -hmm. if you're going on like a hike, that's like an auditory and visual sensory like Mm -hmm. type of experience. But um it says right here, yeah, it's, like, closely related to auditory and vestibular systems as well. Um, and, like, an example of visual sensory play could be, like, interacting with different colors and patterns. So you could be doing, like, a coloring book or you could be painting, finger painting. Love it. Always always <laughs> down to finger paint. Um, and then, like, just doing some puzzles as well and just seeing all the pieces come together. Um, puzzles are so good for you. I can't even emphasize. <laughs> I remember last year I came across this journal about mm-hmm. memories and I how feel like you would be really into puzzling. I actually am, but then I get lazy sometimes and I'm like, oh, like I, a thousand pieces. Like give me a break. <laughs> give me <laughs> the 500. My loves doing puzzles and every year when we're like together for the holidays, it's just like puzzle mania. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's like truly at this point, it's like my time during the holidays to have my alone time like my family will be like okay we're gonna do a puzzle and i'll be like okay like i'm gonna go I'm gonna do, like lay down for a bit like 
I mean, I I love to dabble in the puzzle puzzling sphere, but it's not my favorite. It's fun. I mean, it's gratifying. It's satisfying, yeah. Yeah, it's sure. gratifying when you're done. You're like, I did, I did that. that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's nice. And it helps with memory. So. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so I, I'll get started on that. I'll, I'll, this I'll be is sending your you sign. some puzzling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and the last form of sensory play is olfactory or taste. Um, mm. They go hand in hand. Um, so that's like smell. Yeah. Isn't olfactory. That's smell. Yeah, yeah. That's smell. Yeah, that's smell for sure. So it includes smelling flowers, tasting new Love food, it. and exploring the different textures of food. Growing up, I remember my parents mm. exposed me to a variety of culture mm-hmm. of food just mm-hmm. everything and anything and i think it's just a great way for us to develop senses in a way mm-hmm. I, tasting is my kind of <laughs> that's your favorite sensory play yes mm-hmm. i i don't know it's just nice to try different things and and i mean like scientifically mm-hmm. bitterness is the sign of poison so oh. if you get your taste together y'all <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding Julie um, wants you all to have strong taste buds <laughs> yeah i i want that strong taste bud but yeah like I said, uh, detection and a health sends a signal to our brain on whether or not something is poison toxic. Like I said, if it tastes bitter or sour, mm-hmm. it's like. Isn't it like cyanide smells and tastes mm-hmm. like almonds or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, anyways, that's not really sensory play. <laughs> I mean, Julie enjoy going on, but. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like what we were saying earlier is like a lot of sensory play can be amplified or geared towards children. Um, so part of what we wanted to talk about today is like, what are some of the benefits that we can attain as adults from sensory play? So kind of like what you're saying earlier, Julie, with the memory, like it can help with memory and mm-hmm. like cogn- cognitive functioning, um, as well as, uh, recentering yourself and finding like, I don't know, it can be meditative as well yeah. for sure. No, um, that's true. Yeah, and it's like what, sharpening sharpening our senses as yeah. weird as it sounds, but yeah. it's basically like what we're doing as adults. Mm-hmm. And some examples or like mm-hmm. from personal experiences, some of the sensory play that I can see mm-hmm. um, in my everyday life is like candles. I always enjoy yeah, candles. I love and a good candle. It's like senses and just, I don't know, yeah. being present and mm-hmm. just knowing where I am. And I have association between sense and like – places or things mm-hmm. that I do yeah. and it's just nice you know for well, example isn't scent like the strongest memory or something like yes yes I think <laughs> smell is the only sense that bypasses the thalamus so sense is like pretty freaking strong yeah out of all of our senses yeah no I I like sometimes will have I'll like smell something and it'll smell like I can picture the memory in my mm-hmm. mind but it's so abstract that I can't know the time or place but i know like the core of the memory it's super weird it makes us nostalgic which is something we're gonna be talking about foreshadowing no (laughs) Um, but julie you like you like to do candles as like your sensory play type thing like Mm -hmm. that's your kind of go-to yeah yeah and then another one is like yoga Mm -hmm. i think I'm going to be honest, my, I don't think I'm that good at balancing stuff. So I feel like you're probably fine. I mean, like literally and like in life, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, You got that work-life balance. (laughs) That work-life balance. But yoga is also another form of sensory play. Yeah, totally. Those are the two that I see from like day to day and how I can really relate to. Yeah. My favorite is probably like, I love feeling things or like touching things. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always constantly just like, 
I don't know. It's like, you know, when you're a kid and you're in the fabric store and you like run your hands across the like mm-hmm. the big reams of fabric, like that is one of my favorite things yeah. ever. Um, which is like so specific and not something that I do <laughs> regularly, but like that is like what comes to mind for sure. Or like I love coloring, coloring books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I feel like that's a really like a big component of sensory play is um regulating your emotions and like being mindful and Mm -hmm. um doing those like calming activities and having something like sensory play that's kind of like repetitive and constant can also help a lot with um problem solving Mm -hmm. and like engaging your brain or like calming it down almost which in turn like if your brain is more calmed down then you're going to be able to make better decisions with problem solving um and like critical thinking as well yeah um Like, I know if I'm trying to, like, think about something heavy or, like, if I'm doing homework or something and I need to have those critical thinking skills happening, I'll Mm -hmm. definitely, like, have something in my hand to play with, like, a, um, like, a pop thing. What are they called? Like, a poppet. You know, those, like, things that kids always have. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I'll just, like, have something in my hand and, like, it helps me kind of, like, process things Mm -hmm. um, and, like, helps me process information and engage with myself in a better way Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah and like what grace was saying it goes beyond just improving your senses and Mm -hmm. to relate it back as college students and as adults we see this on a day-to-day basis but we just don't really notice it but just in terms of being a college student Sensory plays help stimulate the brain mm-hmm. and it helps create neural pathways. As much as studying helps us, mm-hmm. it's not always beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, so sensory play helps stimulate our brain cells and yeah. it well, helps us. If you're studying, you can like take a brain break. Yeah. Sensory, or, like, sensory yeah. Play and it helps like distress process. too. And yeah. in a way you're still working your brain, but not mm-hmm. in the most intenseful and stressful yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah. And like what we were saying, how as college students, when you were taking the time and not studying, mm-hmm. doing sensory play, it helps improve sensory processing systems yeah. for us mentally. And it helps improve social skills. Mm-hmm. It's something that I found in my research and I thought it was very interesting. interesting. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, we always appreciate improvements to our social skills, of course. <laughs> so when we're doing all this, like what we say, cultivate our attention and being present and being aware of our surrounding, which is why it helps with our social skills mm-hmm. because social skills require a lot of self-awareness and self-regulation. Definitely. And uh, lastly, yeah, having a calming effect. So sensory play, like we said, like for me personally, like I said, I mm-hmm. just like meditating. I like mm-hmm. having candles. Mine, um, mm, yeah. I like to do yoga and all of these activities. It not only helps our senses, but also improve our coordination, improve our motor skills and provide that calming effect. Um, and as students, I know we're always on a go and it can be stressful at times, but sometimes take a moment and just check on yourself and do things that allow yourself to be calm. And yeah. like what we said, be aware of your surrounding and just realizing that you should take a break mm-hmm. and just sharpen your senses yeah, stuff like that so. you know something that helps students relax and sharpen their senses the what? mind spa <gasps> the, <laughs> the mind spa the mind spa we're here to plug the mind spa at the end of the episode as always mm-hmm. um the mind spa is back open in shack for in person and you can schedule you can look up shack mind spa through psu and yeah 
Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do. <laughs> I did y'all... just do like a complete 180. Yeah. <laughs> but like I just, I think it's it's a good spot. There's like a little um sand zen garden I think as well. There's a lot of sensory play yeah. stuff going on in there. Yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean we can talk about it now, but if you check it out yourself, you'd be surprised <laughs> to yes. see what we have in there. Totally. Okay. But yeah, so that's just a little quick, I don't know talk about what sensory plays are and thanks for joining me in this journey of course yeah and i think it's something that all of us should explore and definitely look into and like what i'm saying it's just i don't know you see it every day and you don't Mm -hmm. realize it until you actually do it and just yeah helps you improve all the other skills you have so all right thanks everybody thanks for listening have a good day good luck on your uh midterms really yeah good luck everyone bye We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number at 503-725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the Campus Well app. Also, feel free to check out the Virtual Mind Spa experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We will be including resources, links, in the episode description, as well as link to the episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discussed in this podcast, please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor.